The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey, welcome in. Welcome in. It's Kyle the Hat. It's your boy, the Trash Man, here again. On the Ono Disc Golf Podcast, the show. If you haven't been here before, welcome to the Ono Disc Golf Podcast. It's a show between Eric, my best friend in the entire world, and me, Kyle the Hat, also known as the Trash Man. We're here to talk about disc golf and trash and trash. Eric, give me your tangent of the day. This one comes straight from Kyle. And he wants you all to go out and throw into 30 mile an hour headwinds. Practice, practice throwing into winds and with winds and against winds and with them every which way. The reason that I that I mentioned it to Eric before the show is that I I thought it was important. I I in Colorado especially I don't like to hear that people don't like to throw in the wind. I hear that every once in a while. I'm like. Well then, why? How do you play? When, yeah. when when do you play them? Like that doesn't make any sense. There's gonna be wind. So there's wind in Colorado. You, yeah, all the time, especially afternoon. But you just you need to figure out how to play with the wind instead of you know fighting the wind. It's you can mm-hmm. use the wind to your advantage most of the time. He's not wrong, even if it's a thirty mile an hour wind. So. It's it, but it does take practice, not in a actual round. It's like playing a game setting. Uh, so, had some pretty gusty winds the other day during my tags match, and got me thinking. Uh, need to practice in the wind some more. Yep, it's just like anything with this golf. You don't want to be fixing your form during a tournament. You know, you don't want to be learning how to throw into winds during a tournament. Right, because it was all of a sudden it was, oh, yeah, how much spin do I need to put on it to get it to actually go to the basket? And I was only like 10 feet away, but, the, you know, you have a 30-mile-an-hour headwind. Every single putt is pretty intense, even at five feet, because it could just jump right out of the bat, you know, jump out of the chains. Yes, it can. So next time you have a windy day in your area, just head out and go and do some field work. Figure out what your discs do if you haven't played in much wind. Don't hide from it. Learn to work with it. If you can't get enough of us here, check out all of our social media pages. We have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and Patreon. Just search Ono oh Disc Golf and you'll find us. Check out our new and improved merch store at teespring.com slash stores slash Ono Disc Golf. Thanks, Cody. Also, Check out our friends at Starframe Discs at starframediscs.com and use the code ONO for 5% off. I don't think that's ever felt more robotic for me. It sounded kind of robotic. Maybe I'm a robot. 
Today we're going to talk about Eric has some special news, the Green Mountain Championship, and Eric talks about his road trip throughout Michigan, and he does a top four list of his favorite courses that he went to. But back to the beginning. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, about... what's your big news? So, about a month ago, somebody shared a newspaper article with me that says they were looking at putting in a disc golf course in Bad X. Afraid of what they might do without like a disc golfer working with them, I immediately added like the main planner and started chatting with him. I just met with him on Monday and they basically are giving me 35 acres of land, um, kind of like half wooded, half open, like an old gravel pit area to build my dream course, quote unquote, with that I can within that land. And then that's going to become the new, new thing they're going to be trying to approve. So I'm basically designing a new course from scratch. Eric Wolverton, course designer. Yeah, not trying not to get too pumped about it because it obviously still has to go through all the hoops before it's in the ground and finished and planned. But so it's one hundred percent done. It's it's like set <laughs> in stone. Yeah, like write it uh, down. Write it down. Go ahead and jot that down. <laughs> so, but it is a pretty nice piece of land. I put uh, one picture up on on the Instagram story, just where I think I would put the opening hole at. Can't really see much because it's still pretty grown up from not being used. Um, but when I first met with them, they sounded like they were leaning more towards a nine-hole course when I first kind of started to talk with them. But they also, after listening to me and my friend Andrew talk, kind of changed their mind that they would rather put in a course that disc golfers want to go to. It's just like putting in putting in anything if you don't uh, please the crowd that is going to use it most then it's just going to kind of sit there and rot so yeah you have to really you ask the question what are your intentions with this course and yeah that, that's it's helpful yep that was the first question i asked if they were just trying to put in a course for the citizens of bad x or if they wanted to build like a you know a destination course yeah yeah and they made the decision. It was the mayor that really said, like, you know, this is what she would like to do. So I'm pretty hopeful, obviously. should really look at the layout of uh, that one Eagles Crossing course. Oh, yeah. And see what makes that so special and try and steal from that. Well, have you watched it? I've watched it, yeah. They put, like, a built-up pyramid, man. I know. Well, I, But I'm just... You could do that with like dirt. You know? I know there's or like there's poor there's poor people way to do anything. Yeah, no, there's a pretty cool uh, mound of dirt that I was already like, oh yeah, I'm putting a basket up there. So it's just about creating the holes around it, right? But it is kind of the because I think that that's what makes for me Bailey so far. I think is my favorite course I've played so far. Literally because of the pin locations. What do you mean by that? They're all like really well thought out. There's a short and a long location for all the holes. 
So it's there's tons of variation. And typically one of them is like, there's a lot of like rocks, like outcroppings of rocks. So they'll have one like in the rocks. And it's just way too cool. Hmm. That is pretty sweet. You've probably, probably seen some pictures on, on the Instagram story from that. Yeah, I am going to meet with like a lot of my friends that I play disc golf with about every week now. I think we're going to take like a group of five or six and just kind of walk through there with some putters or, you know, like one small bag so we can all like try out something if we see it. And uh... Oh, and you know we're going out there. We're going to try and at least make time for it when I come out. Yeah, hopefully. It's a pretty cool chunk of land. Once I get a good satellite picture of it, I'm going to share it with everybody. But should uh, keep an eye out. See if AJ Risley will come help out. Yeah. Fly all the way out to little old Bad Axe. I bet you he would. You never know. I, I, I'm serious. Like, I bet it's a, cor- it's a course to design. It's it's People like to do that. Mm-hmm. I like to do that. I want to do that. I like to do that. Isn't it fun? Yeah. Course design is such a integral part of the game. It's it's uh it's a lot to think about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I trying to set up every hole that can have so it can have eventually like a pro tee and an am tee. Not so much worried about extra basket locations right away. I feel like that's something that'll kind of come. But uh possibilities for just like a shorter tee for the people who don't play that much even if it just starts off as like a is it cheaper to do extra tee locations or extra baskets i'm gonna guess tees well because i don't think we're gonna be getting cement pads anytime soon it'll be like just dirt pads with the post for a while from the sounds that of it. That makes sense. That I was yeah. Like, yeah, I was thinking cement. So that makes sense. So then what I what I would do is I'd have T signs, you know, dirt pads, get the baskets in place, and then just with you know, try to throw a few tourneys one or two once or twice, three times a year there. Just start slowly saving up to do cement pads and then if I have to, just do one set of cement pads and then you know, next time do a second set of cement pads. Yeah, that or I think turf is a little bit cheaper maybe than oh yeah. Cement possibly. Yeah, well and with the location, I think getting turf back there would be a whole lot easier than getting Boring. cement back there. Cause... Right, because then you just have to level the ground and mm-hmm. down. For sure. That's exciting exciting, exciting, exciting news. Mm-hmm. Really good stuff. I know. I'm so excited. So message Eric. Tell him good job. Hit him up on Instagram. Send me, you guys, your signature hole at your course. Because that's what me and Kyle figured out, is every course has to have their signature hole. So I'm not going to steal any steal it, but ideas are always nice. And we're just trying to figure out like what makes a signature hole on a course. You know? Like what... I mean, it's kind of different for everybody. You know, it's all beauties in the eye of the beholder type thing. But true, you're asking me what makes a signature hole. It's just, it's fun to throw. (laughs) Yeah, you want to throw more than one disc off of it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like throwing off the top of the hill at Cass City. It's just, it's fun to throw. Even when you throw bad, it was still enjoyable. So 
is it just a like a long flight? Is that what it is? Like airtime? Um, is it throwing off of hills? Because I think that's typically what I think of as like when 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 it's my favorites, like lots of airtime. I think not necessarily. I'm trying to think. I mean, lots of airtime, probably. Yeah, but it doesn't. I guess have to be off a hill. You think you have a lot of room for like some par fours? Uh yeah, there'll be there'll be definite room for par fours. Um I still haven't figured out the exact parameters of it, so I just did a quick walkthrough today just to get an idea. And uh so once I get back there more because there's a lot more woods than I didn't even explore, so but I don't want to start planning stuff and then figure out that that's not their property. Good idea. Yeah, but it's pretty cool. It's like way off kind of by itself, so I won't you know, like most of the disc golf parks here are all like, you know, there's walking trails that go through it all or there's, you know, it's right next to like the baseball fields and the soccer field. So you always have to worry about that. Or, you know, there's a playground right nearby, but it's just a piece of land that the city owns. It's all off by itself. So if it goes through, it'll just be a disc golf park, which is pretty awesome, I think. Did you ask about trash cans? Yeah, I said we need trash cans. I said that's, I think, is one of the most important things is trash cans. Um, they asked, too, about if they were if we were worried about vandalism. And I was like, vandalism's going to happen no matter what, you know? Like, it's right. even if it it's not... It wouldn't probably come from the disc golfers. Yeah, even if it's not the disc golfers that do it, vandalism's going to happen. And then as we were walking down the walking path, I pointed to the statue they had because somebody knocked the head off. And maybe it was on accident and, like, the statue fell over and the head was knocked off. But I was like, see, like, this isn't this isn't some old lady or older lady who's walking on the walking path decided to take that off. It was some probably stinking kid come down here and pushed it over. Or... Right. There's just, like, a certain age range that has destructive tendencies. Mm-hmm. And some people don't grow out of it. True story. But we don't we don't talk about those negative people. We talk about the most positive person in our life, the trash man. Yeah, that was a good good transition there, bud. <laughs> so solid. <laughs> Clean. Tell us about the trash. Note from the trash man. Hopefully the first cleanup went really well and West Fork is completely clean and it went fantastic. And Make sure you come out next week. Check out the Instagram to get details on what course it will be at. And we'll uh, keep on cleaning up Colorado. Clean it up, the trash man. The oh no way. Yep, with claws. Big, meaty claws. Big, meaty claws. It's the only way. And there will be much more claw vision to come. Claws. We like our claws fairly, here. Fairly popular. It is. I need to get myself a claw just so I can be as popular as Kyle. Somebody told me it actually looked like a GoPro, and I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. I really tried, and that is the nicest thing you could have ever told me. <laughs> Gangsta. It's literally just like a the most jerry-rigged, uh, like, taped on. <laughs> Surprise it's still standing type thing. Yeah, it's it's great. I can't believe this worked. I can't believe it worked so well. 
<laughs> to be honest. And it, I've used it like three times. Loves it. The claw is more popular than your two hosts. Let's just get that out Yeah, there. let's just only do claw vision from now on. <laughs> this is the Old Claw Disc Golf Podcast. We are now the claw. Welcome we to are the one. claw. The claw. Uh, the claw mm-hmm. knows. <laughs> anyway... Yeah. Anywho, pick up your fucking trash. And show up next week to clean up other people's trash. Yeah, I'm going to do things like Eric and find out who's in charge of all these courses and see if I can't get some more trash cans installed, too. Pretty soon, he is going to be just the trash man. Big meaty claws! (laughs) Anyway, the Green Mountain Championship happened this weekend at Smuggler's Notch at two courses Fox Run Meadows and Brewster Ridge. Nailed I it. Didn't forget <laughs> the name of one. Um, two pretty wildly different courses, which is always fun. It's always a treat to see both sides of disc golf. I think Kyle agrees, but I do. It's a stark back and forth. Yes. But it was a sweet tournament. I watched most of it except for the final round, which sucks. Tell people about it. What, what, what did you see? I seen Chris Dickerson absolutely destroying the field, what, almost three days in a row, right? I yeah. seen Robot Chicken was in full effect. Yeah, he was he was nasty out there. I seen Matty O. I just want to say how much fun it has been to have Mario on lead cards and featured cards. I had no idea what I was missing last year with him not really touring, I don't think. But he is just a quite a character. He's a delight to have. He is like he has moved up his way into like one of my top top ten pros probably. It's a little bit up there for me, but yeah, he's a pretty cool guy. Person ten. He's so funny. And he kind of sounds like that one guy from Boomhauer. Is that his name? From King of the Hill? I don't know. Okay. Anyway, rounding out the leaderboard in MPO, Macbeth and Andrew Presnell tied at third at 30 under. Ricky Wysocki came in second at 38 under. And Chris Dickerson, even though he was absolutely dominating, squeaked out his win at 41 under. Like I said, I haven't watched the final round, but I hear Chris almost almost loses it towards the end. I was unable to watch most of it as I was working, unfortunately. Wow. Wow, Kyle. That's... Well, if they started giving us our pennies again, yeah, you know, this would be worth it, but Yeah, I want my pennies back. I want my fucking pennies back, anchor. <laughs> oh no, disc golf on strike. Yep. No, we're not. We're not going on a strike. Don't listen to just, them. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. The FPO was pretty exciting, too. Got to see some people at the top that haven't been there for, seems like, a little bit. Pretty sure round one, Katrina Allen came out and shot, like, five under or something, which was insane. And then she didn't shoot insanely. Uh, finishing out the top three for FPO, we had Paige Pierce at three over, Sarah Hokum at six under, and Haley King at seven under. 
Congrats to Haley for a win. Let's go, Haley King. Yeah, it was nice to see. We're Haley King fans, and we don't uh, feel like she's been quieter this year than I think both me and Kyle expected. Thought she was going to have a crazy year. She's had a fair year, but I mean, she did win. This is get, a big win. She got two big wins at the like towards the beginning, but then she kind of right. quieted down and. Maybe she's just amping back up. This is another up. big win, so. Mm-hmm. Amping back up for the championships. Uh, next weekend, tune in to the first ever match play championship. And we're only a month away from the United States Disc Golf Championship and the Disc Golf Pro Tour Championship. Season is coming to an end. Which is sad, but exciting, because there's a ton of awesome content coming up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see how the match play championship goes. And watching the United States Disc Golf Championship last year was was very exciting. So, also, Kyle is still leading in fire rounds, fifty to my thirty nine. We forgot a couple days, but yep. we got a couple days in. Yeah, we got two days in and two days off. So we're not very smart. No, that's why it's called the Oh No Disc Golf Podcast. I don't know. I don't know if we explained this to you, but we make mistakes. So we Very often forgetful. say, oh no, you know, get it? Like the name of the podcast. Yeah. We say, <laughs> oh no, because we can't say, oh fuck. Yeah. There's some situations where it's frowned upon. Well, you can't but... scream it across a disc golf course, I guess. Nope. Nope. You sure can't. Unless you have well, the you course could. to you yourself. Could. I mean, if you have the course to yourself, you're good, right? Right. Four, three, two. One. Top four. So, oh, no. <laughs> so this weekend, me and my brother Sean, or Mean Jeans DG, if you know him on Instagram. What episode was he on? I don't know. All right, he was on episode like... Ten episodes ago, it feels like. 28? 20, 27? 20, so, somewhere in there? Something somewhere in there. Go check him out. It's one of those episodes. Yeah. It's a riot. But we traveled up to Gaylord and played a total of four courses. It was kind of windy. And we didn't practice in the wind like like Kyle thinks we should have, which we probably should have. But we played some really, really beautiful courses. Really kind of well-planned out ones and some that aren't the most well planned out but they're still fun so i'm gonna count down the the courses we went to starting at my least favorite to my favorite and i'll give you a little bit of information about them uh so number four was lewiston it was in lewiston it's called buttles park this is a first for me where you're on a disc golf course that doubles as four wheeling and dirt bike trails so there's a big sign that said watch out for that. So that was okay. interesting. It was a nice course, meant tee pads, nice baskets. The only problem I had with it is they had so many really like almost C-shaped holes where you have to throw like big kind of spiky glidey hyzers all the way around this C. Again, it's not that terrible, but it just... There was so many of those holes that it kind of got tedious after a while to be kind of throw the same shot, throw the same shot. 
And there was never really any of those holes that were like, wow, you know, like this one's, this one's sweet kind of thing. There's none of those signature holes that we kind of talked about earlier. Right. Overall, if you're in the area, I'd still recommend checking it out just to put another dot on your U-Disc map. But my third favorite, or the next one, is the Gaylord Disc Golf Club. Or Gaylord. The Gaylord Disc Golf Club. Uh, this was actually a pretty well-planned out course. Definitely see some people tried to have some fun with it. There was an 18-hole course and a little, like, 9-hole Kind of like pitch and putt. It said it's a kid course, but it's like, you know, like a putter course if yeah. we wanted to go play it. Warm up. Yeah. A little nine hole one for that. This one had a really good mixture of in the woods and out of the woods and in the woods and out of the woods. So that was a lot of fun. They had a lot of ones where you start off out of the woods and shoot like into a gap into the woods. Love that. There was a really awesome one, which I actually got video of. That'll be on Instagram. Where you throw probably about 50 feet downhill to a basket that's blind. It's just in like this wide open area, but you got this like set of trees that blocks your sight from the tee pad. And you can either throw big kind of hyzer over all the rough, or you can do like a sidearm where it like stays safe the whole way. But it, I can't, I can't get my sidearm there that far. So I don't try that. But it's and then it's gotcha. right next to a elk farm, like so. There, if the elk are out, you can go out and you can see them, kind of back where the course starts to turn. But it's a really sweet course, and it sounds like it is really well maintained and looks really well maintained. So I'm excited to go back eventually and try it out. Sounds fun. Oh yeah, my second favorite is the one in Grayling. There's Two on the property, there's one called Hanson Hills and another one called Rotary Pine Knoll. Uh, this was the last course we played, so we didn't want to play Hanson Hills because it's on ski hills. So we didn't save our energy for that, but that is one that we plan on going back to play. We played the Rotary Pine Knoll, and it had two pads and two basket placements in at all times. So it really, you know, you could play how many four different courses right like right. not courses but four different like layouts each time you play like you can play there four times in a row and it'd be a little bit different each time really well planned out a lot of like fun little shots little island holes that are like reachable but you still have to like hit a gap or else you like die right there sounds fun really all arrows pointing everywhere where you need to go so you don't get lost and well, that's important Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when you got two pads and two baskets and who knows what else. Right, can get confusing. But there was a couple holes that reminded me of what it would kind of be like. They weren't quite as long, but of playing on a disc golf or on a golf course. I always think of golf courses with like those long, straight fairways with like trees, like long, tall trees kind of going up on each side. So you have this like wide fairway, but it's still possible to throw it off the fairway so a couple of those so that was kind of cool because i don't know if i'll ever get the chance to play down like a golf fairway and rounding out my favorite course i played this weekend is old airport disc golf course in Augray. i think this had the 
most, I would say, signature holes that I played. And I'm like thinking back and just how much fun. Um, maybe it was because the start of the trip too. I was just so excited, but it was such a fun course to play. No cement tee pads, just gravel, like loose gravel, which was kind of, I don't know, I, I don't mind throwing off of it, but it just, it had so many, so many fun holes. A lot of like wide open bomber holes with some like finicky sidearm holes and just a little bit of everything. And it was good mix. Yeah. Well, like the guarded. The signature holes for me there was number one and number 18. So, you know, you start off with this big kind of like booming sidearm where you really need the disc to fight right at the end. And then you finish on 18 with a, you want to throw the disc as straight as possible or with like as much little fade right at the end. It's like, I want to say it's like six 600 and it's probably like a good 450, 475 to like the corner um and then it's like yeah another maybe it's not 600 maybe 550 i don't know but it's like 100 feet past once you get past that corner to the basket so you really want to keep it straight or else you're just making your upshot you know 200 250 but it was just i don't know it was such a delight to play the course and i'm mad it took me this long to get out there because it's only maybe an hour from me at most it's not even that far yeah, definitely Sounds going back like a there. road trip. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, sweet course. Ran into a lot of people on that course, and everyone was so nice, too. That always helps. I didn't. We didn't really see many other people when we were out, but everyone at the old airport was so nice. Would recommend? Would recommend. Highly recommend. So that was my road trip. I um, Makes me want to go out every weekend for three days and just play as many courses as I can fit in. But sadly, I can't afford that. Anchor, it's your fault. Yeah, give us those pennies. Give us our pennies back. All courses. How else will we Scrooge McDuck into a pool of pennies if we're not getting them from you? Yeah, you jerks. Just kidding. Do an do a if you're doing a podcast, get a hold of Anchor. They'll give you pennies for a bit. And then take them away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. When you when Hurts you uh, twice as bad. And you got addicted to the pennies, though. Snatch now you wish you never had pennies at all. Mm-hmm. It's true. All right, enough about the penny talk. That was episode 34, <laughs> I think. We're getting there. Numbers. Thank you for tuning in to episode 34, where we talked about the course I am designing in Bad Axe, the Green Mountain Championship, and I broke down the top four courses that I played this weekend. Sounds like a lot of me talking. <laughs> you know where we're at. If you can't get enough of us here, search Ono Disc Golf literally anywhere and you'll find us. But we hang out mostly on Instagram. So if you want to find us, really go on there. Do that. Instagram's the place. Oh, yeah. We're coming up on a thousand followers. So we're going to do a giveaway at a thousand. Don't know what we're going to give away yet. Might be swag. Might be a car. Who knows? It won't be a car, but there's probably going to be a lot Allegedly. of stickers in the package. Oh, and to the person that I said that they would get stickers in the mail, I'm so sorry. I totally forgot about that. And I'll get it out soon. Come into a mailbox near you. And that, Eric, my friend, is episode 34. Again, we did it. new episodes every Wednesday, so catch us back next week. And a bunch of dumb stuff in between. 
Right, yeah. If, if you enjoyed this, we have a backlog of 33 other episodes that you can go listen to if you want to hear us chat. We uh, we talk every week. Yeah. That's the only time we talk, though, is just to record. Right. That's the only time ever, all week. <laughs> Fucking hate this guy. <laughs> He's so mean. See you guys next week. Catch you on the flip side.